0: What is the end time? When people hear the words end time, many immediately associate them with the end of the world. If asked, could you provide a clear definition of the end time? Well, we will define the end time and determine where we are on the timeline on this edition of End of the Age.
1: You're listening to an end-of-the-age replay.
0: Many people are asking, what is the end time? Major news sources even. And if you hear the term end time, you know that something is coming to an end. When people hear the words end time, many immediately think, well, hey, this is the end of the world. We're going to go off into eternity now. But that's not it. The end time or end of the age is actually the end of the time of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. So when we say we are in the end time, we simply mean we are quickly approaching the second coming of Jesus and the battle of Armageddon, which is when this transition takes place. We are living through the events prophesied to occur during this time. The entirety of the Bible centers around four events. The beginning or creation, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then you have the first coming of Jesus Christ. You have the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then... At the end, you have the great white throne judgment, or the end of the world. What will happen after the great white throne judgment? Ephesians 3.21 says, Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. What lies beyond this human existence? Fire will fall from heaven, consume the mortals, and that will be the end of humanity as we know it. At the second coming, God's people will become his bride and rule and reign with him for a thousand-year period, the millennial reign. And then God's plans for his people after the millennial reign includes world without end, an eternal existence. That's after the great white throne judgment. So there is a 7,000-year span of human existence here on the earth. Every 2,000 years, a a major event in the plan of God for the human race takes place. Approximately 4,000 B.C., Adam and Eve were created. Around 2,000, I should say, yeah, B.C., uh, Adam and Eve were created. Around 2,000 B.C., Abraham was born and became the father of the physical people of God on the earth, the Jews, and the father of the spiritual people of God on the earth, the church. And then 2,000 years later, Jesus Christ was born. And the historical point in time we live in right now promises to be the most important since the beginning of the human race. We are now on the verge of the second coming of Jesus who will establish his 1,000-year reign of peace. The Bible clearly tells us after the end of human government, which is what we are referring to when we talk about the end time or the end of the age, there is going to be another 1,000 years of human existence. This is when Jesus Christ returns, sets up his kingdom... And begins to reign for that 1,000 years on earth. And there will be no war during that time um, of this of Christ's 1,000 year reign. Mankind has been allowed to rule himself for, for a period of time, or about 6,000 years, to learn that he cannot rule himself. He always makes a mess of things. But Jesus Christ is coming back and he will establish his kingdom and his kingdom will never pass away and never be destroyed. So we're talking about the end time here, the end of the age. Daniel, the prophet, prophesied of the end of the age. But remember, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. In Daniel 12, 8, 9... Daniel said, And I heard, but I understood not these different prophecies in Daniel 12. And then I said, oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And the Lord said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So Daniel knew that there was an end coming, but he never understood it. There will come a time when he will understand it, but he died never understanding it. Daniel twelve thirteen says, But go thy way till the end be. For thou, you shall rest with your brothers, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. When is this term end of days referring to? When will Daniel stand in his lot? Well, Revelation 11, 15 and 18, at the sounding of the seventh trump, Revelation says and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world remember the transition we're talking about the end of human government the beginning of the kingdom of God at the seventh trump the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever and then in revelation 11:15 it says and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead Remember what happens at the time of the rapture, that they're resurrected from the dead, those that are saved, born again, and they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward at that time unto thy servants, the, unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints. So you remember the Bible says that the Lord is coming back with his reward. In Revelation it says that. So at this time, at the seventh trumpet... Is, where when, is when the saints and the prophets are given their reward. This is when Daniel will come back out of the grave in an immortal body. And them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. This is the time of the end of the age that the Lord was referring to with Daniel when he would stand in his lot. Jesus foretold the end of the age during his Olivet Discourse. Matthew 24, verse 3. I'm going with the New King James version here. It says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Many prophets and even Jesus prophesied about this time of the transition from human government into the kingdom of God. And that's what we're talking about when we refer to the end time or the end
2: of the age. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com/future or call 800 time That's 800 363
3: 8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
1: What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the NWH television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says serving end time prophecy call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information you're listening to an end of the age replay
0: welcome back everybody got a quick announcement this coming weekend my wife and I will be in Bremen, Georgia. Went there last year, had a great conference. We'll be back there this weekend, October 15th and 16th. And we'll be at the Sanctuary Pentecostals of West Georgia. And that's 240 Tallapoosa Street E, Bremen, Georgia. Phone number there with to Pastor Copeland is 770-362-8254. Saturday evening it's from 7 to 9. I'll be teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom and then Sunday afternoon, from 4.15 p.m. to 6.15 p.m., we'll be doing Breaking Prophetic News and doing a Q&A session. It's always a great time. The information is at endtime.com. If you need some more information, we're maps and phone numbers on how to get to the conference. And uh, just go to endtime.com, and then the events and the conferences tab, and all the information is right there. So look forward to seeing you this weekend back in Bremen, Georgia. Now, Jesus prophesies in Matthew 24 about the end of the age. And then Matthew twenty four fourteen he says again, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Is he talking about the end of the world? No, he's not. Remember, when he's talking about the end time here, the end of the age, this is what he's referring to in Matthew 24, He's talking about the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. Of course, the the Apostle John also prophesied about the end time over and over again. Um, Consider the seventh vial prophecy, the seventh vial of the wrath of God in Revelation 16. The Bible says, and the seventh angel poured out his vial, into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. Well, does that mean it's the end of the world here at the Battle of Armageddon? What does done mean? That's Revelation uh, sixteen seventeen. Well, if you notice the term, it is done, it means that the plan of God is finished. Everything God has planned from the creation of Adam and Eve until this point has culminated. The rapture has happened at this point. Remember, the, hap- the rapture happens right there uh, at the just after the sixth vial of the wrath of God. And it is time for the bride, the church, to be joined with the bridegroom. This is at the end time or the end of the age. Remember, that's what we're answering here. We're defining that. Now, end time prophecies show us how close we are to the second coming of Jesus Christ, which occurs at the end of the age or at the end time. Now, some have claimed that the Bible and its prophecies are actually a fairy tale and that the second coming of Jesus is simply just a myth. And they cite that they have heard about it all their lives. I mean, I've heard people tell me this many times. I've heard about that my whole life. But it hadn't occurred yet, so I think it's a myth or a fairy tale, a joke. Well, the Apostle Peter told us about these end time deniers, didn't he? Remember in 2 Peter, he said, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. That's, he's not going to come back. What are you guys talking about? That's uh, 2 Peter 3, verses 3 through 4. But listen to me, folks. The second coming of Jesus Christ is going to occur. It's prophesied about in Scripture, and the prophecies always come to pass. Well, in 2 Peter 3, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, and I'm going with the New King James Version here, it states this about the scoffers and the second coming. Peter said, these individuals that deny there's going to be a second coming, they deliberately forgot that God made the heavens long ago by the word of His command. And He brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then He used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. And they are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. Folks, there's coming a time when the second coming of Jesus Christ will occur there will be a 1,000-year millennial reign, and there will be a great white throne of judgment. All of this is going to happen. Just because it hasn't happened yet, a lot of people just dismiss it as a fairy tale or a myth. But we need to go to prove some of these things. We need to go to Bible Bible prophecies and use current events to show you how these things have already... Many of them have already come to pass and letting us know they will come to pass in the near future. So let me build your faith concerning these events. Most of the prophecies focused on the end of the age have already been fulfilled. We are now living through the prophecies foretold to occur just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. Past fulfillments, they leave no doubt whatsoever that future prophecies will come to pass just like the foretold events that preceded them. Now, what I want to do is to go through some prophecies that have already occurred and beyond the messianic prophecies in the Bible. You know, prophecy in the Bible is about... About 30% of the entire Bible. 30%, think of that. Almost one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Many prophecies about the first coming of Jesus Christ, but now we have so many prophecies concerning the second coming. And I'm going to go through many of them, letting you know how far we are off into this thing. Some people say, oh, we've got years and years before the second coming of Jesus Christ. If it even happens... It's going to happen. It's always it's prophesied. Listen to some of these. If you go back to the great falling away, that was prophesied. It occurred from about 90 A.D. Now, these are fulfilled prophecies. The great falling away, uh, 90 A.D. to uh, 180 A.D. and beyond. The falling away, the Greek word apostasia, or the, a defection from the truth. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The Apostle Paul prophesied a move away from biblical doctrine. He said, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. That's Acts verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 29 through 30. So, in the Apostolic Age, 90 to about 140 AD, and in the age of the Greek Apologists, 130 AD to 180 AD, a number of groups arose that separated from the mainstream church, and this continued all the way throughout the Dark Ages for hundreds of years after that. And that was the Great Falling Away. The Bible prophesies, a lot of people think the Great Falling Away is ahead of us. But the Bible, that's not true. The Bible prophesies the greatest time of revival the world's ever seen is ahead of us. The end time events were established by God to set the stage for the last great end time revival. And I know that God's church in the earth is expanding and growing as we speak. Now, also another prophecy, the white horse spirit. That occurred Back in 325 A.D. to present, it's still we're still living through that prophecy. It's Revelation 6:2 under the four seals, the spirit, the white horse, the spirit of Catholicism, and at the, in 325 A.D. the Nicene Creed was adopted as the universal statement of faith at the Council of Nicaea. It's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, folks. The green horse or the green spirit in Revelation 6:8. That that was from 610 A.D., and we're still living through that today. The spirit of Islamism in Revelation 6.8. Islam began in 610 A.D. when the prophet Muhammad supposedly received his first revelation from the angel Gabriel at the age of 40. And from that time onward, Muhammad and his followers spread the teachings of Islam resulting in millions of adherents after the ottoman empire the last of the islamic the great islamic empires after that was defeated in world war 1 islam began a, a, a became a non factor on the world stage however if you've noticed islamism is now on the rise again and it's a direct fulfillment of bible prophecy the green horse in Revelation chapter six, eight, the word "there is pale" in New King in a King James version, and the original Greek word was "chloros," which should have been translated "green." Another prophecy would be the Holy Roman Empire from 800 A.D. to 1806 A.D. The prophecies found in Daniel two, verse thirty-three and thirty-four. And verses forty-one and forty-two, the feet of iron mingle with clay. The Holy Roman Empire was birthed in 800 A.D. when Pope Leo III placed the crown on the head of Charlemagne, announcing that he was now the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire—not the Roman Empire, but the Holy Roman Empire. And, you know, although many historians pronounce the the Holy Roman Empire dead after Napoleon defeated Francis II in 1806, the the European and Vatican officials have never given up on the dream of a Holy Roman Empire, and that dream is now being realized. The Holy Roman Empire was reborn in 2009 at the signing of the Lisbon Treaty. It's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, folks. Over a 2,500-year-old Bible prophecy. But some people still say, yeah, but I the second coming at you know the rapture, that's all a myth. That's all a fairy tale. All of these prophecies are clicking off one right after another. And for me to say, oh, the, the second coming, that's a fairy tale. Are you kidding me? Just like all the prophecies are going to come to pass in the Bible, God's already seen all these things happen. And he told the writers of the Bible, I want you to write this, Ezekiel. I want you to write this, Daniel. Write this, Zechariah. Write this, John and the Apostle Paul. Many of these guys prophesied about the second coming. The creation of the nation of Russia in 1547 A.D. To present, we're still living through these prophecies. Uh, Daniel 7, five. it's the bear, the modern-day nation of Russia. Ivan IV, he was crowned the czar of the Grand Prince of Russia uh, back on, in January of 1547, his reign saw the completion of the construction of a centrally administered Russian state. Of course, the national animal symbol for Russia, the bear. It's back in Daniel 7, folks. These prophecies are coming to pass. The black horse spirit. That was from about 1600 A.D. till present. It's Revelation 6, 5. The spirit of capitalism, the black spirit. Modern capitalism only fully emerged in the early, what, modern period between 16th and 18th centuries with the establishment of mercantilism or merchant capitalism when the United States was born. It it adopted capitalism and free enterprise from the very beginning. Because of this huge success of the United States, many of the world's nations followed suit and have adopted capitalistic principles because it creates wealth. It's the spirit of Capitalism foretold in the Bible 2,000 years ago, Revelation chapter 6. The formation of the nation of Great Britain, 1707 until present. That's Daniel 7.4, the lion. Scotland ruled from um, London since 1603. And it was formally joined by England and Wales in 1707 to form the United Kingdom of Great Britain. Ireland was added in uh, 1800 to form the current United Kingdom, of which the capital is London, England. It's the lion in Daniel 7. The national animal of, of um, Great of uh, England, it's the lion, of course. And then the United States of America, how could we miss that one? Although many people do. Most prophecy teachers today say the United States is not even mentioned in the Bible, but they're missing one of the biggest players in the end time. Of course, the United States of America, 1776. Until now, we're still living through the fulfillment of this prophecy. Daniel 7.4, it's the eagle's wings that were plucked out of the lion. Our mother country made stand up on the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. It's the United States. The Declaration of Independence, adopted by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, it announced the separation of the 13 North American British colonies from Great Britain. And this document gave birth to the land that we love so much, the United States of America. Of course, the National Animal Symbol of the United States of America, look on the back of your dollar bill, the eagle then the nation of germany 1871 to present daniel 76 it's the leopard and although germany was recognized as a region on february 2 962 ad germany did not become a nation state until january 18 1871 folks that's a two that's a 2500 year old prophecy back when daniel was in babylonian captivity in nebuchadnezzar's babylonian empire god showed him there would be nations on the earth in the end time
2: whether it's a global pandemic threat of war or floundering economies end time events are happening around the world every day how can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty
0: We're continuing our study on the end time. A lot of people don't even know what the end time is. They're asking questions. Major news sources are asking the question, what is the end time or the end of the age? And of course, it's the transition from the human government to the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth at the time of the second coming and the battle of Armageddon. But then some people deny that it's even going to occur. And Peter said that... Peter prophesied it would be that way. And so we're going through some prophecies that have already occurred, letting us know how close we are to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon or the end time. When we talk about the leopard back in Daniel 7, being a modern nation at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, Webster's online dictionary with multilingual thesaurus translation Says that the leopard is also the unofficial national animal of Germany, replacing the tiger, which was along with the eagle, the national animal of Nazi Germany. Then you have the red horse spirit. Remember that the horses, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Revelation 6, Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, tells us these were spirits. So the red horse spirit, which was established in 1848, to present, we're still living through these, is communism. Revelation 6-4, the spirit of communism. The Communist Manifesto, written by Karl Marx, was the assistance, with the assistance of uh, Frederick Engels, was published on, let's see, what was that? February 21, man, 1848. Then you have uh, world religion, 1893 to present. And this was the first real big effort towards this. Uh, You had Revelation, that's Revelation 13, 11 through 15, and Revelation 17 and 18. Back in 1893, the first Parliament of World's Religions was held in Chicago. And its stated goal was to cultivate harmony among the world's religions and spiritual communities and to foster their engagement with the world and its guiding institutions to achieve a just, peaceful, and sustainable world, to supporting the world governing efforts. Well, since then, many interfaith and ecumenical efforts have been made to unite the religions of the world. It's happening as we speak. Interfaith and ecumenical movements. These are are endeavors towards a world religious system. Then we have the first trumpet. That was from 1914 to 1918 A.D. Revelation 8-7. It's World War I, the Great War. It was the, the first war with over um, a million casualties, uh, or I should say that was. it's the first war that ever come close to uh, well over a million casualties. Eight plus million dead. And it was also the first time poison gas, submarines, Aerial bombardment were used during a war. Then you have the Holocaust. Now, these are prophecies that are prophesied over 2,000 years ago, all of them. The Holocaust, 1913 to 1945. um, Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. Ezekiel's boneyard. That's a prophecy, a modern-day prophecy. Well, it was given 2,000 years or 2,500 years ago, but it's coming to pass right now. Ezekiel prophesied after receiving a vision of the bodies of millions of Jews killed in the Holocaust that the nation of Israel would live again and became and become strong. That's all the way back in Ezekiel chapter 37. And have we ever seen that happen? The nation of Israel from 1948 onward has become a living, breathing nation again. And God has put all that back together. God showed Ezekiel... 2,500 years ago. Then, of course, the second trumpet, World War II, 1939 to 1945. That's Revelation 8, 8 through 9. World War II, uh, an unprecedented war, uh, 50-plus million dead. And it was during this war that the first atomic bomb was created and implemented in a wartime scenario, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And then you have world government 1945, uh, with the establishment of the United Nations, Revelation 13, 1 and 2. You know, throughout time, there have been many empires that have ruled the known world during their era. The most recent attempt to establish a world government was the United Nations at the end of World War II to um, supposedly keep us from having another world war. But then, guess what's coming? The Bible says another war is coming. The United Nations right now is powerless to keep war from happening, but it's the seat of world government, and there will come a time on the other side of World War III that that will be, the world will move into a fully functioning world governing body, and that will be the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. These are all the fulfillment of Bible prophecies, folks. We're not guessing at these things. These are documented, every single one of them. These are the fulfillment of Bible prophecies Given over two thousand years ago, but again, some people say, "Well, the second coming and the the Battle of Armageddon those that that's 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 fairy tale stuff. That's never going to happen." How can somebody say that? the The only way somebody could say that is to not have an understanding of the Bible prophecies that have already come to pass. Again, the rebirth of the nation of Israel in nineteen forty eight, Isaiah eleven. 11 and 12, Ezekiel 36, 24 through 46, Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel 39, 25 through 29. These are just a few prophecies foretelling the rebirth of the nation of Israel, which occurred on May 14, 1948. And to date, you know, really, this is probably the the greatest and most recognizable fulfillment of prophecy in the Bible. Again, that's a 2,500-year-old prophecy. Now, The third trumpet, the Chernobyl nuclear accident, 1986. Uh, That's Revelation uh, 8, 10, and 11. The Chernobyl nuclear accident occurred on April 26, 1986. Three months later, on July 26, 1986, the New York Times published an article titled, The Talk of Moscow, Chernobyl Fallout, Apocalyptic Tale and Fear. And I want to give you an excerpt from that article. I'm quoting, a prominent Russian writer recently produced a tattered old Bible with a practiced hand and turned to Revelation. He said, listen, this is incredible. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many of the men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Well, in a dictionary, and I'm still quoting from the New York Times article, in a dictionary, he showed the Ukrainian word for wormwood was a bitter wild herb used as a tonic in the rural Russia, and the name was Chernobyl. The Chernobyl nuclear accident, April 26, 1986, the third trumpet. the fourth trumpet. Berlin Wall was destroyed, 1989. Revelation 8, 12. With the third trumpet, trumpet occurring in um, 86, and then the fifth trumpet being fulfilled in 1991, the fourth trumpet most likely transpired with the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and the acceleration of, tri- of time at the birth of the process of globalization in 1989. In 2009, I read an article... Uh, from the London School of Economics and Political Science. They published an article titled, The Global 1989, The Year That Changed the World. And the article stated, and I'm quoting, 1989 may have sped up the world historical time, but it marked neither its end nor its beginning. Rather, like the bionic bionic man, the post-1989 era is quicker, stronger, faster, faster, We have seen the acceleration of the means of organizing politics, economics, social life, but not their reformulation. Everything is so much faster and everything, the process of globalization has sped everything up with the healing of the deadly wound, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall. That brings me to my next prophecy, the healing of the deadly wound in 1989. Revelation 13, 3 and verse 12. The prophecy of the deadly wound being healed was fulfilled at the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, which had been a wound through the heart of Germany from 1961 to 1989. Many of the many of the uh, major news periodicals at that time said that the it was a palpable wound from um, the August 31st 1962 issue of Time magazine, and I'm quoting here one year after this month, one year old this month. The wall of shame, as it is often called, cleaves Berlin's war-scarred face like an unhealed wound. Its hideousness offends the eye as its inhumanity hurts the heart. That's one news periodical. There were many that said it was a wound through the heart of the German nation. When that was torn down, the healing of the deadly wound. Remember, the heads on the beast in Revelation 13 represent nations. It said one of the heads or nations would be wounded nigh unto death and the deadly wound would be healed. That was the tearing down of the Berlin Wall which led to or was the catalyst for the birth of the New World Order. All of that was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The fifth trumpet, 1990 to 91, Revelation 9, 1 through 11, the Iraq war was Saddam Hussein. The Bible says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. That's Revelation 9-11. Well, on December um, 17, 2003, CBS News published an article titled, A Saddam by Any Other Name. And I want to read you just a real quick excerpt from that article. It says, former Iraqi Deputy Prime Minister Tariq Aziz has started calling his youngest son named Saddam after Iraq's ousted leader by the name Zahir instead. The change puts somewhat a gentle moniker on Aziz's second son. Well, Saddam means crusher or destroyer. And while Zahir was the name of the 6th century Arab poet considered the greatest of pre-Islamic times... They, they're calling him Saddam, which means destroyer. And, uh, or they're calling him Zahir, I should say. Now, also the reborn Holy Roman Empire, 2009. Uh, Revelation chapter, or I'm sorry, that would be Daniel 2, verse 31 through 45, and Revelation 17, 3. With the signing of the Lisbon Treaty in a monastery on November 3rd, 2009, that marked the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire. And this Holy Roman Empire is the entity that will rule the world at the time of the Antichrist and the false prophet and until the second coming of Jesus Christ. That entity is in power right now, folks. And guess what? This is where we are on, if I was creating a timeline here today, this is where we are on the timeline. Now, I didn't go through all the prophecies. I just went through some of the major, very recognizable ones. There are many more. But they've all occurred up to this point. And this is where we're at. If I was building a timeline, we are watching the ongoing, right now, of the, the ongoing establishment of the world government, the ongoing establishment of the world religion and the global numbering system to be used for the economic sanctioning of those who will not pledge allegiance to their and thereby worshiping the Antichrist. And we are just prior to World War III and the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement marking the beginning of the final seven years. Folks, look at all of the prophecies that have come to pass already.
1: You're listening to an end-of-the-age replay.
0: Having, having just talked about all of the prophecies that have already come to pass, how could someone say, well, I know that, but I don't know if the second coming is going to pass. I don't know if we're in the end time. Well, all of the prophecies that, that are supposed to have occurred up to this point, you understand, those have already taken place. And there are only a few left between now and the second coming of Jesus Christ. You understand, the Bible prophesies a world government would be in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that world government is being established as we speak, folks. And, of course, the world religion and the global numbering system, the mark of the beast. There are more than one effort. There's two main efforts. To create a a global numbering system, ID2020 by the United Nations, ID40 by the World Bank. They're trying to create a global numbering system. I just saw where Bill Gates gave millions of dollars, like $200 million to support a global numbering system. And what are they trying to do? The only reason you number people is to control them. That's it. And consider the Jews in the Holocaust that had tattooed numbers on their forearms. It was all about control. But I said, we're in the end time, right? We've defined the end time as the end of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God. That's just ahead of us now. We, we are, the, the things that we see in the future here, the Six Trumpet War, Revelation 9, verse 13 to 16. It's World War Three, folks. The scriptures tell us that World War III is going to begin from the Euphrates River region. One third of the global population will be destroyed in that war and a 200 million man army will participate in that war. That and the peace agreement are the next two events on God's prophetic timeline. The peace agreement that will mark the beginning of the final seven years. That's Daniel 9, 27. The, the Bible prophecy, it foretells in great detail, a peace agreement that will begin in the final seven years to the second coming in the Battle of Armageddon. And we will be able to recognize this peace agreement by its many characteristics. A few of them would be the establishment of a Palestinian state in Judea the, or the modern-day West Bank. The Jews living out there will be um, allowed to live out there in their homes, living as a Jewish minority in that new Palestinian state. And the temple mount will be placed under an internationally supervised sharing arrangement allowing Israel to build her third temple. And Israel will retain control of Jerusalem all the way throughout the end time. When you see that prophesied peace agreement, then you can know assuredly the final seven years of the battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ has begun. Of course... The, the, the third temple will be constructed in the end time. I've had a lot of people say, well, I'll have to see that third temple constructed before I'll believe in all this stuff. And I'm like, look at all the prophecies that have occurred. You've seen all these other prophecies occur, and you still don't believe yet? The third temple being constructed, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Matthew 24, 15, the abomination of desolation. Revelation 11, 1 and 2. These scriptures leave no doubt that a third Jewish temple will soon be built on the Temple Mount. All of the instruments needed to facilitate that third temple rituals are completed. And you know you understand now they have 5 qualified kosher red heifers in Israel right now. For the, they could that if one of them gets over 2 years old into the 3rd year they could use that for the purification sacrifice needed to purify Israel to resume the sacrifices up on the temple mount, in a third temple. And they also have, I just was there a few weeks ago, I saw the replica of the Ark of the Covenant that will be used in the third temple. Also, sacrifices are going to be resumed in the near future. Daniel nine twenty seven. in order for sacrifices to be stopped by the Antichrist, they'll need to have been started once the temple is built. There's going to be a ten-nation union formed in the um, European Union. That's Daniel 2.44, Daniel 7.8, the Ten Horns, and Revelation 17.12-14. Over the last several years, Europe has proposed a, uh, and this is one scenario, Europe has proposed a two-tiered European Union, which would allow select nations to charge full speed ahead into a fully integrated political union and potentially protect the Euroskeptics that are not so willing to yield up all of their sovereignty. That would allow for a ten-nation Europe, uh, you, you're a ten-nation union, to arise among the current twenty-seven members. Right? How that's going to play out, I don't know, but it will occur in the near future. The two-tiered situation—that's one uh, scenario that could play out. The abomination of desolation: Daniel nine twenty-seven, Matthew twenty-four fifteen, and Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three through four. Throughout history, many people from uh, empirical leaders uh, to religious overseers have considered themselves to be gods or the Messiah. The Bible prophesies that the final global leader on earth, the Antichrist, is going to stand in that third temple claiming to be a deity for all the people. And this event will be the catalyst that launches us into the final three and one half years known as the Great Tribulation. That's when the Judeans, the people out in the West Bank, the Jews, will have to flee. Matthew 24, 16. Jesus prophesied when the Jewish settlers living in the West Bank witnessed the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist stands in a rebuilt Jewish temple proclaiming to be God, that they would need to hit the ground running. Of course, end time ministries is going to play a huge part in that. Then at that time, halfway through the final seven years, there's going to be a war in heaven. Satan is going to be bound to the earth. At this point, he still has access to heaven. But there will come a time when he no longer has access to heaven. It's Revelation 12, 7 through 13. And that's halfway through the final seven years. That war in heaven is going to take place. Michael and his angels defeat Satan and his angels and confine them to the earth. That's, then that's the great tribulation, Satan's wrath. That's Daniel seven twenty one, Daniel eleven thirty three, Matthew twenty four twenty one. Revelation twelve thirteen and 17. Revelation thirteen seven. Many scriptures foretell the duration of the great tribulation. Whether it says 42 months, 1,203 score days, or 1,260, or time, times, and the dividing of time, they all equal three and one half years. Now you all understand, these are prophecies. And we're talking about the end time here. These prophecies will occur between now and in the second coming of Jesus Christ, they're just going to clip off, boom, boom. And we can see the stage being set for all of them. If you follow this at all, it's really easy to see that we are in living through the events that will immediately precede, scripturally, the second coming of Jesus Christ. America is going to protect Israel. That's Revelation 12, 14. Israel will be protected by the United States or the eagle's wings for the duration of the Great Tribulation. The Antichrist and a false prophet will be revealed. This is halfway through the final seven years, Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3-4. through The Bible says the Antichrist will be revealed at the time when he will stand in a rebuilt Jewish temple and proclaim to be God. And we also know that whoever the Pope is at that time will be the false prophet. And then, one of my favorite prophecies, the great end-time revival during the Great Tribulation. Revelation 7, 9-14, through the Bible foretells the greatest revival... Or a multitude no man could number in the history of mankind. The greatest revival will occur during the Great Tribulation. The elder looked at John and said, Who are these and where did they come from? John said, I don't know. And the elder said, These are they that came out of Great Tribulation. Man, I cannot wait to be part of that great end time revival. Can you? I'm going to be an evangelist. I'm going to be evangelizing. I'm not worried about the Antichrist, I'm not worried about the false prophet. They need to be worried about the church. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We will be winning souls and evangelizing all the way to the end and having the greatest revival the world's ever known. Then the sacri- the also at the halfway through the final seven years, the, the sacrifices are going to be stopped. Daniel 9, 27, Daniel eleven thirty one. 31. As the Antichrist stands in the temple claiming to be God, he's going to cause the sacrifices to cease. During the final three and one half years, the two witnesses... Uh, will come on the scene. Revelation 11, uh, 3 through 12. During the Great Tribulation, God will specifically empower two men to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to the whole earth and to perform great miracles. And then they will die in the streets of Jerusalem. But after three and one half days, they will be resurrected and caught up into the sky. Of course, it's during that final three and one half years, the mark of the beast. And Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And once the Antichrist is revealed, he's going to use a global numbering system to economically force individuals into compliance with his world-governing edicts. Then you have the seven vials of the wrath of God. This is Revelation 16. At the very end of the Great Tribulation, the seven vials of the wrath of God are poured out. And we know that because the very first vial is poured out upon those who receive the mark of the beast during the... The previous three and one half years, or the Great Tribulation, then the Bible says at the very end of that you're going to see signs in the sky. Um, consider, go, let's go back to Isaiah, Isaiah thirteen ten, Joel chapter two verse thirty two, Joel chapter three verse three, uh, 3 verse fifteen, Matthew twenty four twenty nine, Acts two twenty, Revelation six twelve. Many scriptures foretell that after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon shall not give her light. Stars will fall from heaven. It's when the moons turn to blood, right? Then we have the Battle of Armageddon. Zechariah chapter um, 12, 13, and 14. Ezekiel 38 and 39. Revelation 16, 16. Revelation 19, 11 through 21. This is the earth's final war. And it will occur when the world governing armies come down against Jerusalem to enforce the will of the international community against Israel. Folks, this is the end time. This is when the transition from human government to the kingdom of God will occur. Now we have the rapture and the second coming. Matthew 24:29 through 31. 1 Thessalonians 4:13 through 17. 1 Corinthians 15:51 through 54. Titus 2:13. 13. Matthew 13:24 through 30 and 37 through 42. Revelation 6:12 through 17. Revelation 11, 15 through 19. Revelation 14, 14 through 20. Revelation 16, 15 through 21. Revelation 19 and Revelation 20, verse 4 and 6. Wow. Immediately after the tribulation, the Lord will collect His saints on the way to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. The Bible says this is the first resurrection. Now, The Bible says it's at this time. God will come back and establish His kingdom here on the earth. Uh, Revelation chapter 11, the Bible talks about at the seventh trump, the Bible says the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. It's when the Lord comes back, plants His feet on the Mount of Olives. He's going to do away with human government. No more world government, no more Antichrist, and he will establish his kingdom. And the saints who are raptured, who have been born again, they will rule and reign with him as kings and priests for that 1,000-year millennial reign. At the end of that, you have the great white throne of judgment. The earth is consumed by fire. It is prepared for the great white throne of judgment, and we move off into our eternal existence either in heaven or in hell. Oh, don't you want to be saved at that point? you got to prepare for that now. Make sure you've been born again. Make sure you're saved and prepared for the times just ahead. And the end time, the end of the age, just ahead of us now, when the Lord will establish his kingdom here on the earth. The end time we're talking about is not the end of the world beyond the great white throne of judgment. The end of the age Jesus prophesied about in Matthew 24 is just ahead of us when he comes back to establish his kingdom here on the earth for that 1,000 year millennial reign.
4: This has been End of the Age brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information we invite you to call us at one 800 end